What up, Snapback fam? On this episode of Snapback Sports Pod, we just ripped this recording at like 10 a.m. Eastern on Monday. So this is fresh stuff ahead of NBA free agency. We talk all free agency. The Russ Westbrook trade. Is Dame heading to the Knicks? What is going to happen tonight? It was so much fun, and we recorded for a while for you guys. We also talked about Nick Chubb. We talked about the NBA draft. We talked about the Cubs, MLB trades. We have an absolutely loaded episode for you. Snapback fam, new app. The Baltimore Ravens select Lamar Jackson. I'm a Raven. He's on all year, every year. Jackson takes it himself. Oh, he broke his ankles. What's up, fam? I'm your host, Jack Settleman. Joining me today, and as always, my co-host and longtime best friend, Abe Granoff. Abe, what is on your mind today? So, Eagleson decided to take his little paid time off, which it's in his contract. He's granted to take whenever he pleases, and he's doing a family vacation. I don't know where that is. Probably five hours from his house, because that's usually the distance the Eaglesons like to travel to go do fun things. Um, and he's not here today because he's on a fishing trip. Have you ever been fishing? I have been fishing. Not in a while, but I have before. I went fishing when I was like a kid. And when Eagleson chatted me that and you wrote, catch something nice, I thought to myself, when you're like one of us that goes fishing just for fun, whatever, what is the luck to skill ratio? It's, it's like 80-20, right? I think so. I, I think it depends who you're with and really the area you're in. If you're fishing with a lot of fish around, I think you have a good chance. If you're fishing Which, in a river with no fish, you have no chance probably. So that would be more luck. Like, Are the fishies around that day? I think, I think it's more preparation. You know, preparation is key. What do you, of course, um, what do you think like attracts certain fish to a certain area? <laughs> That I don't, like, I don't like what if, like, what if you hit a hot spot one day, like there's a shit ton of fish and then you go back the next week and there's literally not a fish in sight. Like what brings them there? I don't try to think about the ocean because when I do, I get very, very scared about what's out there. Speaking of the ocean, let me know what you think about this. You know how, oh, I asked you this down the, uh, on Fire Island, but you know how uh, we can't see oxygen? Mm-hmm. Maybe I didn't ask you this. You do you did. think fish can see water? We discussed this. What do you think? If you pull a fish out of water, can't they see the water? That's a good point. But you're saying but, in the water, do they see the water? Yeah. Like bubbles and such. I think they see bubbles because that's air in the water. But would they see just regular water? So they're not seeing bubble. They're not seeing water. They're seeing air. It just so happens to be. In the form of a bubble. Yeah. Ocean's a scary place. That's what I'm saying. I'm not thinking about it. Good luck to Eagleson. Hope he catches something nice. Scary. All right. Scarier. Ocean or space? Ocean. Really? Because I won't be going to space. So I don't have to not, think about it. Not with that attitude. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff hasn't hit me up to ask if I want to come through recently. But that's. I don't know why anyone would go to space. Oh, I think it would be sick. What? To go to the moon? Touch like are you talking like leave your aircraft and touch on the moon yes. or just be in I don't know, man. You wouldn't want to do that? Go to the moon? Yeah. Like the 
the entire time you're just worrying about, I could die, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, but if you don't, you're on the freaking moon on a different planet. The moon's a planet, right? Yeah. No. No? No. The moon's not a planet? Yes, it is. I don't think so. A hundred percent. Because they go, you ever watch Drake and Josh as a kid? I saw Mercury, then Venus, I saw the Earth, then Mars. There's no way the moon's a planet. Mm, let me look. Is the moon if the, a planet? If the sun is a star, then I don't think that makes the moon a planet. Moon is not the a moon's... planet, but it functions as a planet. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> the moon is neither star nor planet. The moon's a running back. A moon is a running back. Shorter travels for me this week, Gabe. I went to Chicago. Have you ever been to Wrigley? Never been to Wrigley. All right, let's chat. I've got my ball that I acquired at the game. Shout out TikTok. Acquired or caught? Acquired. So here's the story. I am. So we sat in the bleachers at Wrigley. Stadium's really small. The Wrigleyville, like, I was imagining what that would have been like when they won the World Series. Think what you saw in Philly times 100. Like, that. I'm telling you, bro, this— I saw naked people and people eating horse poop. I'm telling you, bro, the way Wrigleyville is set up, it is set up like a 100,000-square-foot frat house for super fans. Like, it would have been nuts. Anyways, um, we go in the bleachers, and they hit batting practice pretty close to game time. Like, the Reds were hitting up until about 45 minutes before the game started, which I thought was unique. So we're sitting in the outfield bleachers, and we're like, oh, shit. Like, we could potentially get a ball. My brother's behind me. He's got the camera in his hand, and a ball gets launched. And I'm, like, tracking it, and I'm like, huh. Nah. I'm like, nah. I'm like, damn, that thing is flying right at me but with a ball like that like if it goes three rows higher than you that's not like close at all you know what i mean like if it goes eight people to the left like you have no chance of getting that ball and it's just coming like more and more at me and i'm like oh my god like what what do i do (laughs) it literally like i swear if i hadn't moved it would have hit me like it was a direct shot at me so i just stick my hand up and just just like as a bat as a backboard as, and just take it straight off the palm obviously i dropped the ball it was flying i don't think did you try and catch it or you just wanted to use it as a i don't know so it in that go. in that moment like i just took it off the hand it falls right next to me i go to pick it up meanwhile there's some 12 year old kid who's diving at my acl like literally full Sol- full on Solomon Hill on Brown. full extension at my ACL. I pick up the ball. I look at him. I'm like, like in my head, I'm nah. like, bro, I just took that thing off the fucking hand. Like it, I'll tell you how bad it was. Th- these were the two actions after because in a baseball stadium, if you get a ball, like you give it to kids, it's like a thing The the first two things that happen first, the people behind me go, oh, that's totally your ball. You just took that off the hand. Like, you could hear the impact. So they were like, you don't have to give it away. And then um, an attendant comes over and is like, do you want a bag of ice for your hand? So I'm like, I'm like, nah, like, I'm fine. Then it's like starting to bruise. So I asked for the bag of ice. They bring over like 
four people. I had to write down like all my info. I was like, I should have never asked for the bag of ice. <laughs> but do you think it would have? Do you think it would have made a difference if you actually went for the two-handed like corral in type? That's a good question. I feel like gonna... if I tried to corral it, it probably would have gone through my hands and like fractured my rib cage or something. So what's the what is the age where you got to stop bringing a glove to a game? Well, we saw like a 58 year old man. So apparently that, that didn't that didn't answer my question. <laughs> apparently there is not one, but glove to the game. I guess it's probably around our age, but once you have kids, then it like reopens. So you have like that five-year gap where like don't – Oh, I'm holding their yeah. glove. No, no, no. You're trying to catch the ball for your son, something like that. Right. Um, but, yeah, there were there were some old heads. So so we see on like SportsCenter, ESPN top plays all the time when people make like great catches. When they're holding nachos, they're holding beer. And typically they catch it with, the, with their bare hands and they immediately celebrate as if nothing's wrong. Now that you've been through that experience, can you – truly say that they're just faking it and in deep deep pain every time i'm telling you this was the most directly hit ball of all time like it it did not there was no height to it it just was a straight line drive straight to my hand like there you know there's pop fly home runs there's there's pop there's foul balls that shit hurt, but it was cool. How you how you feeling? I, I actually feel fine. I thought it was going to be like in way worse shape. Like I couldn't move my hand for like half the game, but it was good. Uh, Wrigley was dope. The White Sox team was dope, even though there was like six combined hits in the game. And we were just chilling. We're like expecting it to go to extras. Boom. Walk off home run for the White Sox. So that, who hit the who hit the home run you caught? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Which. Dude, I know. What? I know. It sucks. I couldn't. I couldn't see. Um, but yeah, Chicago. Chicago's a dope city. Cubs fans not as nice. White Sox fans nicest people in the world. Like of all. That time. makes sense. Uh, that makes um, sense. It's kind of like it's kind of like Knicks Nets, right? I feel like the Cubs fans are more Knicks and the White Sox are more Nets. Fans. And even though even though one team may be better than the other and have a brighter future. Um, it's always going to be a Knicks and a Cubs town. Right. And Wrigleyville is dope, but I didn't know White Sox fan. All right. Tell me this because the Orioles are so irrelevant. I have no clue, but White Sox fans are, were tailgating like two and a half, three hours before. Yeah. That's a thing. Like a regular season game, like whole Mm -hmm. parking lot. Yeah. on a nice weekend afternoon game. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I don't know. Maybe the Orioles fans do that, but it it's like a known thing. They like party. It's like a club. Like it's an event that everyone goes to, comes out to. So it was super fun, and it was a beautiful day. And Chicago, I'm a fan of Chicago. Great city. Is it your first time? No, I went for All Star a uh, couple of years ago, but um, I went to the card show too. We bought some physical NFTs. It was it was a weekend. I'm exhausted though. Okay. We're back at it. All right. Well, bring bring the energy because. While you were gone, a lot of shit went down in the world of sports. A lot. And there's not even sports going on, really. Yeah. Russell Westbrook is a Los Angeles Laker. Abe, as uh, as the representative for the Lakers in the Western Conference. Correct. Your thoughts. Thank you. At first, I was like, what? Why? Like, there couldn't be a possible worse teammate in terms of style of play for a guy like LeBron James and Russell Westbrook. Needs the ball, 
just attacks two pointers can't shoot isn't gonna like be a catch and shoot um three threat for lebron and then i thought about it and i'm like having three hall of famers on a team who are not like hall of famers that are washed and shit like carmelo and everything but having three legit pipe it down over there all right all right relax but having three legitimate hall of famers who can still compete at a high level in the league is a good problem to have if you're a lakers fan now who knows what the hell the rest of the roster looks like and then i'm thinking like is this lebron finally saying like all right so you guys, I'm going to take a step back. And is he just going to become like a knockdown shooter and Russell run the offense? Is it a load management type thing where LeBron can take the regular season off? But at the end of the day, with that much talent, I know, will it work? We saw it with the Warriors a few years. There's only one ball um, with the Nets that we never saw what happened with them. But having three Hall of Famers on a team isn't a bad thing to happen. It's going to be interesting to see what it looks like. And I think the fact that all we've heard about every step of the way with Russ was how good of a teammate he was, even though the media makes him to be like the bad one, all these players stick up for him. Like maybe he just continues to be a good teammate and takes a different role. Now that role might involve shooting more like three pointers, which won't necessarily help the Lakers, but LeBron, obviously the smartest player on on earth still Russ, apparently a good teammate and AD he's good (laughs) it's it's weird it's weird but i definitely think that you have to even though the styles don't match think consider the lakers just the favorites to come out of the west yeah brian got another super team and that can't be a bad thing for the lakers and i agree with you i think you put lebron off the ball but also you have to remember like during the regular season if each guy plays 35 minutes there's a ton of minutes to be had where they're not on the floor at the same time and they're running different units and different bench rotations. So, yeah, free agency is today. We're recording this on Monday morning because we had to get the content out for everyone. But if they put shooter – like, in my thoughts, the team that won the championship, it was AD LeBron, who were just head and shoulders above everyone else. And then they kind of just had – complimentary pieces Dwight Howard's JaVale McGee's KCP Kuzma Caruso Rondo why can't they get more min vet guys and just stack shooters and vets and and I think they'll be amazing so huge 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 move I think it just what like blows my mind that that's all it took to get Russell Westbrook like actually blows my mind the Lakers like were they would have cut those players if they could have and instead, they cashed it in and won 21st pick for or 22nd pick for Russ. I don't understand how there weren't more suitors for him. I don't know if he forced his way out behind the scenes saying, I want to go home. Or, like, how does that develop, in your opinion? I don't know how it developed because it literally came out of nowhere. Like, we were all under the impression that Buddy Heald was going to L.A. And now it's like they say Bradley Beal wants to stay in Washington and they finally have like cap flexibility to build around him, whatever that means. Uh, but it, it just it was a shot out of the cannon. And what was it? It was Kuzma, Trez, KCP and two first. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a king's ransom. Nobody wanted Kyle Kuzma. Like, no one wanted any of those players. You know, I can't hate on the move at all, although I agree. Like, everyone knows it doesn't make 
a ton of sense as a fit, and that does matter come playoff time, of course. But are they just overloaded with talent? Probably. But like I said, why wouldn't the Knicks, if we gave up the 21st pick, Frank Nittalikina, Kevin Knox, and like we would have joked about it at the time, but that's literally what the Lakers gave up. It was unwanted assets. It blows my mind. That's all it took. But I have a question. How realistic do you think six rings is for LeBron? Two more. With this team, I would say I would say five is like very close to even money. Yeah, six and then Jack, would you like to have a cup of coffee with me? Oh, you don't drink coffee. Would you like to have a red Gatorade with me in the park and have a conversation? If LeBron gets to six, where will you? Stand? I've already t- like this is for the past two years on this pod, more so the past year though. I've been very consistent in saying what LeBron does. Like, he's just building and adding. It doesn't change, really. Like, there's no, there's zero debate on who's got the greater longevity, right, on, on his ability to do this over 20 years. But one one game, the aliens come down to earth. We saw it. Other than, the, Iga, other than Iguodala. We saw it. The aliens came down to earth, and MJ carries the Toon Squad – and you got Wiley Coyote putting up 600 points in the third quarter, carrying this guy. It's just the story of LeBron's career. That and it's Super just, it's, ju- it's just funny. It is funny how when he had three, and the year after he made the, he, he came to L.A., he missed the playoffs. If I had said to you then, what, what would you say if LeBron got yeah. six? You probably would have said because you thought it was totally out of I the still, realm of I still think we're – I still think we're pretty far away. That's yeah. not my point. Because he's point lost is, six. So had, to win, you know, he's a 40% guy. So you're implying. You're, you're, you're a pace so, guy. Yeah, pay, you're a pace, you're a pace guy. guy too. So 40%. He would have to go to five more finals to win two because that's his rate. He wins about 40% of the time in the big one. Um, let's move on to Stephen A. Smith, who's essentially saying if Damian Lillard wants out, I'm not, I'm not I on free agency day on a Monday. I'm not even like willing to go into the Dame and Stephen A talk because Stephen yeah, A. Stuff. I, I'm sick and tired of Stephen A, especially when his his final point was it's because Dame thinks he'll be able to attract stars like Joel Embiid. Like, <laughs> I, I, hey Stephen A, I know a place where Dame can play with Joel Embiid tomorrow, right away, <laughs> right away. So that's why I don't buy it. I, ha- I mean, we've said along the way, like, New York, that's why last season was so important for the Knicks. Turn, turn the franchise yeah. upside down. What? All you had to do all you had to do was not be the laughing stock of the NBA, and instantly you're a destination Look, just because it's New exactly. York City. And so as we bring up the conversation around free agency, which is going to be a lengthy one, I'm sure, the Knicks are in a prime position. They're the most cap space in the league. They have a bunch of rookies. They've got a star i can say star for julius randall right just because he was on the same all nba team as you can say uh, just for this season i get to call you can say i'll allow you i'll allow you to say okay because i think there's a difference between star (laughs) we've got an all-star those are the levels those are those are the levels it's all-star star star, superstar for now i'll just put him in the all-star category a star is a perennial all-star 
No, no, no. A star, a star yeah. is a consistent all star. An all star is a perennial. What the hell is the star. difference between perennial? A time. star is a consistent all star. Like he's a star every year. An all star is a perennial star. Randall, Lowry, players of that type. Where like if they if they got into more all star games, they would be a star. But for now. I think we're I think we're saying yeah no I I was just defining it for everyone. Anyways, free agency starts today. Kawhi Leonard to the Knicks, Dame to the Knicks. Who else is going to the Knicks? That's in a couple years. I I could be there too. Um, What are you expecting tonight? I expect. Well, it's it's funny. Free agency starts at six p.m. and that's when teams are allowed to finally talk with players. So as of now, we know nothing. We don't know who's interested in who because there has been zero communication between teams and stars. Um, But the one player that kind of controls the landscape of free agency at the moment to me is Kyle Lowry, right? We're assuming that Kawhi Leonard is going back to L.A. We're assuming that Chris Paul is going back to Phoenix, which let's talk about that for a second. Could you imagine... Being a 36-year-old player in the NBA where the average career doesn't go to 36, let alone the one that Chris Paul has had, staring 40 – I think we have this conversation every year with player options. Staring $44 million, million, on a one-year deal in the face. (laughs) I'm good. I'll just do a few more. I don't know. It was pretty hot in Phoenix when I was there. 115 – I I'll go as far. That's a good point. I'll go That's as far as to say I don't know if in my life I'll turn down forty four million dollars under many scenarios. I I swear. Wait, okay. As long as it, it doesn't involve illegal activity, which how illegal? <laughs> okay, as, correct. We'll we'll get into a Vander Kane later. Um. As long as it doesn't involve illegal activities, selling my body of, of any sort, just like an easy way to make $44 million. Jack, I swear on this podcast, I swear on our friendship, I swear on my mother, I will never turn $44 million down. I don't care if Howie Mandel is on deal, deal or no deal, and there's still a billion dollars on the board, and I have two, two boxes to open left or two cases to open, I will take the deal <laughs> with the banker. People may, people may want me to say no deal, but I promise you – if I ever have the opportunity to make $44 million, I will take it. And Chris Paul is not doing that, which is why I think that Kyle Lowry kind of controls this entire landscape of free agency. All indications are that he's going to the Miami Heat for an assign and trade, whatever that costs. But, like, if you think about the what Chris, what Kyle Lowry affects, it's essentially he sets the point guard market. I, which Kyle I actually the, think Chris Paul is going to set the pricing. I think he'll get his deal first. I, th- I I I don't think that's because pricing though. I think he's somewhat of an. I guess is is the question is the question who's better and CB is going to get more money. Is that the thought? But he's he's much older. I think it's I think it's Chris Paul just has a resume of showing you what value he brings, whereas Kyle Lowry necessarily he's a champ, though. doesn't. I mean, because he had Ka- like Kawhi Leonard. But anyway, it's like Chris uh, Kyle Lowry affects all these teams that want to do something with guards. The Pelicans with Lonzo Ball. The Bulls are talking to Lonzo Ball. You have guys like Spencer Dinwiddie. You have guys like Norman Powell or Gary Trent Jr. And then Tim Hardaway in Dallas. Like teams have to figure out what they want to do that are trying to get Kyle Lowry. And then it's all it's it's kind of like everyone's gonna have to think on their feet. 
which is like I was thinking about what it's like to be a GM this past week in the NBA. Like you have like things happen so quickly and players are talking to teams. I assume that GMs kind of have an everyone idea knows. Everyone knows of, like of yeah, where people range. are going. But like it's like you have to have like plan A, B, C, D and then if like all those go to shit, you just have to act on the fly. Which is like I always tell myself that if I had a a rules guy to let me know what I can and can't do and a math guy, I could be a GM in the NBA. But I also think with a rules guy and a math guy, I would have to add. Okay, all right, guy. here, here we go. Let's do a a mock simulator. Ready on the fly. Ready. All right. Yeah. Damian Lillard does not want to be traded to the Sixers. You offer Kyle Lowry what money? On the fly. Hurry up. Well, Ben's gone, so I'll give him. Okay, two, two for, for 60, 60 he declines. He wants two for 70. Sign or move along? You signed sign Kyle Lowry for two for 70. Okay, now you have Ben Simmons. See, you like, need to trade him. Everything, now, everything had no, – no, Ben no, Simmons no, no, was already traded. Not in my scenario. All right, now you're trading Ben Simmons. You just signed Kyle Lowry. Where are you signing Ben Simmons? What's the offer? Make it right now. Hurry up. Hurry Where up. I'm trading Ben Simmons, Maxi Matisse, and a first-rounder for Shea. For SGA, really. Okay, they declined. They want three yeah. firsts as well. No, no, no. Listen, it's Jack, on the fly. It's on I the wanted, fly. Is everything I no, want to do no, going to get you declined? Just, you just got Lowry, two for 70. Three first. So three first right plus now? all those assets for Shea. Yes or no? You're in? Sure. In. Wow. Right. The good thing is I'm not a GM, so this is just, <laughs> we're just having some fun. I don't even know what my roster looks like right now. So to your point, you understand it would be very stressful to do. But, yeah, it, it can develop very quickly. I also don't think I'm going to have a freaking 23-year-old asshole in my face yelling, what are you going to well, do? I'm what are you going to sure, do? I'm what are you sure going to do? That, that's just, that's just sure people on Twitter. That quickly. But free agency today, big movers. I do think Lonzo has a good chance of landing. From all reports, it seems like the Pelicans have no interest in keeping Chicago. him. So he's, he's probably out the door. Norman Powell is the guy I want for the Knicks. I think he's a great complimentary piece. Kawhi Leonard should be staying. Chris Paul should be staying. Lowry to the Heat makes sense. Um, that's that, players that in, like Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie's trolling on like, Twitter. I always, I always, yeah, he's trolling. He's go on. He, he literally tweeted, "Should I troll for the next twenty eight hours?" Like. He's just messing around on Twitter, yes. but he's trolling the Knicks. First off, you're going to troll. Don't send know, out a pre-troll tweet. Yeah, kind of lame troll. on his part there. But after those guys, there's not a ton of people that really shift the landscape. But in the same vein, they are the ones that affect like how the games play out. It is those role players that can affect NBA championships. Right. The reason why Lowry is such a big impact on the free agency class, because the free agency class as a whole is very guard heavy. And it's a it's a year where if you if you are in desperate need of a wing, you better try and trade for one, because unless people are unless Otto Porter is going to get that second max contract that the Wizards gave him a few years back. Um, it's kind of tough to find DeRozan. a wing out there. DeRozan's out in there. DeRozan's out there. But so so here, I'll actually defend. I, I'll give a pro DeRozan take, and I don't want him on the Knicks. I don't think he's a good fit for the Knicks. But 
DeMar DeRozan's sneaky been like really, really solid over the past couple of years for the Spurs. And people just don't like it because he's not a three-point shooter and that's where the NBA is going. Right. It's one of those things. It's similar. It's honestly a little similar to Ben. It's like he's really, really good at what he does. And if you fit him in the right system, I think he could be awesome for a team. Problem. What is that? What is that ideal for DeMar DeRozan? It's a team with spacing like the Warriors. Like, I'd rather have DeRozan than Wiggins. I know Wiggins can shoot the three, but I'd rather have a much, right? And so you put him in a team with spacing. The problem is, similar to Ben, they're not good enough to build the entire thing around them. So he only fits in a couple places. But if he fits in the right spot, I think he could be awesome for them. So, once again, the Lakers probably (laughs) does not fit, but he would be a threat for them, absolutely. So... He's been one of the most consistent scorers. Like he's one of those. It's not sexy, but very, it's effective. very, and that's what he does. When he yams on people's heads, it's pretty sexy. He, I, I really like him. Does, I really does he like still him do as that? a player. So I'm interested to see where he ends up, and then I'm interested to see how the cards fall at midnight tonight, Monday or Tuesday at 12:01 a.m. The Sixers roster, the way you want it to look, will look like. What do you think? No fucking idea. What like, do you want it to look there's like? Been so I know rep- we don't know, but give me your ideal. There isn't there isn't like a player out there that I've been like like Kyle Lowry kinda seems like a pipe dream at this point. Let's just assume he's going to Miami. I did wake up to a report that Zach Levine would want in his next contract with the Bulls, he's extension eligible eligible. He wants respect. Where let's just call a spade a spade. Zach Levine wants of the next course. contract. And Let's say that Lonzo goes to the Bulls for something along the lines of four to eighty million. They've got younger guys in Kobe White. They're gonna have to pay. Like, is Zach Levine and Lonzo and these young guys gonna be your core, or maybe do you really want to start over and like not like like make Lonzo the the starting guy and then build around him with these young guys? I just don't think that the Bulls like it's in their best interest to offer Zach Levine a max contract now. Would I like Zach Levine on the Sixers? For sure. I don't know what a trade pass sign-in trade package for him looks like, but that's something. The interesting thing for me would be Levine swapped with Tobias. Yeah, that's an upgrade. Typing it it out (laughs) really hurt my soul. Like, if Tobias goes, I'll literally ride for him wherever. He can wear a Knicks jersey, Jack, and I'll be right there. I'll be right there with you in the garden. <laughs> Same with Ben Simmons. I'll ride for Ben Simmons. Um, but the Sixers are in a weird position where they're not like they don't have that much cap space. There's an obvious move that needs to be made and that will be made with Ben Simmons. And to me, it's like I don't want to do anything until this whole Damian Lillard Bradley Beal situation is figured out. Now, everyone's saying Bradley Beal wants to stay. Bradley Beal wants to stay because the Wizards now have cap flexibility to go get guys. When the Wizards don't get guys in free agency and they're, it's Bradley Beal, Rui, and Kyle Kuzma as a big three, we'll see how Bradley Beal feels about that then. So it's Did like you see the that, Sixers are that in a weird position. Beal didn't like or acknowledge Kuzma's Instagram. <laughs> I, I mean, it. he's in. No, he's not in Tokyo, bro. He didn't. It's literally a picture of the two of them in Wizards jerseys. That's Did you think so he sad. Him? Did you see what happened to Kyle Kuzma yeah, on his yeah, way yeah. out of L.A.? Well, 
two things happened. One, he got robbed. Two, he had a going away yes. lunch. He had a going that away lunch with LeBron and Dudley. A lunch. If that doesn't tell you everything about what the Lakers, yeah, Yo, you want to get a wrap at noon? <laughs> he got a lunch. Let's hit Chipotle, and you'll, I'll take you to LAX. LeBron took Kyle, the please. "I will drive Kuzma to the airport" thing way too seriously. Way too seriously. And it's it's actually just Kyle Kuzma driving himself while LeBron sits in the back seat and raps to his phone. And yeah, doesn't he's get just a single on his IG right. story. That that's the that is how Kyle Kuzma is leaving. Give me the, give me the lineup. Now. Give me the lineup. It's a. Yeah. At midnight tonight, Ben, Seth, Tobias, Joel, really? and Matisse. Okay. Am I missing someone? Yeah. I think Danny Danny Green's gone, in my opinion. That's just what I okay. what I think it is tonight. Now, shit in free agency happens all the time, like a few years ago when JJ Reddick signed at New Orleans at six oh 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 oh. Something could come out of the woods, but I don't necessarily think the Sixers will be big players in free agency. I think you more so need to look out for them in the trade market and maybe like signing veterans. Do we know last thing on the Sixers, do we know do trades normally go down as free agency goes down or is that like a look how the cards fell then the trades happen? Not sign in trades, but like like people thought Ben was going to be traded with the draft I mean, because there's picks to be exchanged, etc. Is free agency like that? I don't know. I mean, those picks that could have been traded then are now less valuable because the teams acquiring them don't get to choose the player at this point. So it's like trades have been able to go down. It's just like, like you just put me in that situation where so many things are happening and I don't know what it's like to be a GM, but so many things are happening at once. You're asking me like decline this. Do you want to do this? Sign him for this, sign him for that. That at what point do I think, wait, can I make this one call and try and make a trade? Or is too much going on over here where I don't even have time to discuss a trade right now. But trades have been going on clearly with the Russell Westbrook stuff, and I I don't expect much out of the Sixers early on in free agency, which probably means shit's gonna go haywire and they're gonna be okay. like the biggest team. Out My there. Knicks lineup at midnight, I would love Lonzo personally. All rumors do point to the Bulls, but I would love to make a, a solid offer for him. Norman Powell, R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, Mitchell Robinson would quickly off the bench. Lonzo and, and Norm would be solid. That team wins. How many That games? team wins 45 games and gets into the playoffs? As a As six a or seven seed? I mean, I guess I can't say no after looking what that next <laughs> Alfred Payton started like 80, started like 70 games this year. If, if we could... <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, I can. I have no leg to stand on to argue that in that win total just because of what they did this year. Yeah, so I I hope we make those moves. I would love. I'm I've gotten so attached to the Knicks young guys that I'm like I know we need to trade them off for Dame, but like it, it ha- it's really happens. and it's, it's really just quickly. They're your babies. It's They're just your I children because I fucking love him. It's kind of like, you know, it's literally like fantasy football. When you draft, like, everyone at fantasy football, they value their team way higher than it should, and they're afraid to make trades because they drafted those guys. I, gen- I genuinely believe, though, that guys. if Dame wants out, a package of quickly RJ, OB, and a lot of first just makes the most sense. That's why it sucks. Like, it's not the best. Like, anything with Ben is obviously better, but makes the most sense for Portland to completely rebuild. Hey, Hate to see them go. Stock up, stock down. Speaking of Ben, shout out Daryl Morey. Stock up on my guy, Daryl Morey. 
follows me oh, on Twitter, yes. loves NFTs, loves buying Ben Simmons top shots. And I don't think he's listing Ben Simmons top shot moments because the way that man thinks of Ben Simmons, my God, does he think he actually is LeBron James. The Ben Simmons trade rumors that have been rejected. I think he asked for 10% ownership of the Warriors organization. I think he asked for Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, and D'Angelo Russell. I think he asked for... I'm not sure. I'm not sure I would do that. I mean, this, this guy thinks Ben Simmons, you keep saying they're not going to sell him for less than what he's worth, but what they're asking for, even you know, it's getting a bit ridiculous. Where is the middle ground? You're smarter than this, Jack. You're a smart kid. What Daryl Morey is doing right now is playing absolute chess. He is asking for an absolute king's ransom from teams, knowing damn well they're not going to take it. For God's sake, we asked for the Cavs championship <laughs> banner from 2017 in a package that would include all of their young players. What Daryl Morey is doing now, and this is my – I don't even think it's a conspiracy. I think it's a fact. Is asking for a king's ransom from every team in the NBA, knowing damn well they're going to get rejected, and damn well it's going to be reported that they were rejected just so that the teams that have legitimate interest will tone it back a little bit, but offer their absolute best package because it's coming on late. It's coming later in the process. So what Daryl is doing is setting the bar that high, knowing that when the market corrects itself, he's going to get the best of the best package from whichever team, which might be a problem because Jack, I can't, I have to be honest with you. There's been a lot of trade reports that have been that have come about with Ben these last few days. And there were a lot of them that you're referring to where you said like he's asking for the world. Where I sat back myself and was like, I don't even oh, know you're if I want to do that. Head. You're sick in the head. <laughs> I think who told was it you who said you wouldn't do Fox and Halliburton for Ben? Uh it might have been me, but can I sure. answer that question now? Okay. Yeah, right, we'll do um, my wish list. My wish list for Ben Simmons is as follows: Damian Lillard, Bradley Beal, okay, Shea Gillis Alexander. I yeah, see, see, I, I'm like, not that realize. big of a Shea guy. I think he's a really good young player, but he was nearly he was like 50, 40, 80 last year, averaging twenty four points per game. Like you can say twenty four points per game anywhere isn't hard to do in the NBA, like especially on a team like Oklahoma City. But when you do it at 50, 40, no, 80, he's, he's definitely a fine young player. But this is this is where I find it hard to believe. You tell me you don't want Jeremy Grant and Kate Cunningham. Shea Gilgis, it's like if he's the, he's not win now next season unless he takes a massive leap. Also, I thought like like you use whoever you get a Shea in a package for a Damian Lillard. Like whoever you acquire for Ben can be the pieces that get you. Because you're saying that it doesn't make sense for Ben Simmons to go to Portland, given where they're going to have to completely start over. If you get a younger, well-sought-after talent in the NBA, more so than Ben Simmons, that Portland's interested, Is there anyone maybe you move them for a day. Or any way to get Ben to Orlando? Because we need him in Orlando playing next to Fultz. I mean, it's like... No, I mean, it's like... It's just what happens. Every former Sixer goes to 
the magic. Ben Simmons. I mean, not Ben Simmons. Markel Fultz, Nick Vucevic, Michael Carter-Williams, James Ennis. It's just whatever. Stock up for South is Orlando. Go on. Stock up for Daryl. My first stock up are the FCF Wild Aces. Obviously, the reigning champions in the FCF. And our boy, Jerdy, the quarterback of the Wild Aces, is on to the big level. Uh, apparently, every quarterback in Minnesota has COVID of some sort or is on the list. So, Jerdy's getting a shot at the league, which, Jack, as ownership, I think we have to put our foot down. Like, we just want to ring, and he's trying to abandon ship. Yeah, I don't know if I'm happy. How do you feel about that? As, as both of us are co-owners of the squad, we're supportive, but that's our guy. That's QB1. The relationship – I might have to make some calls I, I around the league. I think that's the move. Because you, I think we're trading him at his <laughs> at his absolute peak sure. right now. He's coming off a championship, and now he's just trying to jump ship and it's go crazy. to the league. But in all what? seriousness, that's dope. What happened, to, what happened to run it back? Sick. And the very, Ravens play cool. uh, the Vikings. you guys play them this year at all? Okay. Like, if Jurdy – think about that, though. If Jurdy's the starting quarterback for the Vikings week whatever against the Ravens at the bank, that would be dope. That would be dope. Stack up number two for me. Running backs? I know. This is wild to say. But I thought Nick Chubb's running back extension, three years for 36 mil, 12 mil a year, for a player of that age and that talent, was about as fair as you're ever going to see a running back get a deal. Like, I actually think he is worth that, and it's not going to completely cripple them. Now, they do have a second running back, and he's not even a three-down back. And look, any running back making over 10 mil a year, unless it's Austin Eckler, Probably not a good deal, but I like I saw the numbers and I was like, "Wow, the Browns didn't like completely fuck that up." So I don't. So I'm with you. Fair deal. I thought it was pretty spot on. I actually right. didn't. I thought right. he would get more, and the Browns would fuck it up. I don't think it's that. I think that running backs are finally starting to catch on to the running backs don't matter wave. You saw it with Saquon when he talked about he's putting all of his money into Bitcoin or whatever, or part of his contract is Bitcoin. He literally said, the position that I play in this league, that doesn't build generational wealth, and I am trying to build generational wealth. So you have Saquon acknowledging the fact that his position means jack diddly shit. And then you have Nick Chubb penned a paper on a very fair, we'll call it even team-friendly deal, where he was probably relative to the other running backs in the league and what they're getting paid in the last few years he probably got the short end of it but maybe these running backs are finally just starting to believe like i don't mean shit let me just take what i can get so i don't necessarily think stock up to running backs i think stock up to running back self-awareness yeah so that's where i stand on that my second stock up sam ellinger Throw them up, Jack. Horns up for the Texans. Horns up, baby. Horns up until we get to the SEC, and then we'll put them back down, which congratulations, it's official. Sam Ellinger is the QB2 in Indianapolis. And why is that? Because time is a flat circle. They set this circle on this lap around the circle. Abraham Granoff has a big old smile on his face. Because today when I turned on ESPN and Get Up was on with Mike Greenberg, it said, 
how will Carson Wentz's injury affect the Colts' offense? For the first time ever on that bottom line, it didn't say, how will Carson Wentz's injury affect the Eagles' offense? Now, Carson Wentz got hurt. We don't wish injuries upon anyone. But now that it's here, we welcome it. We welcome it in, and we dance with it. Even though the fact that Carson Wentz is hurt means there's a less percent chance that we're going to get a first-round pick out of that deal. That we're going to get a second first-round pick, and we're going to get a second instead because he has to play something like 75% of the snaps. And you know what, Jack? I don't give a shit. Keep the second-round pick. I am going to follow the Colts. I got to get on Colts Twitter, actually. That's what I have to do. I have to find Colts Twitter, follow the right people, because I can't lie. I'm smiling. I think Carson's going to be fine. He might need surgery. But the fact that I'm two days into training camp, two days, it, Carson Wentz goes down with an injury, and now it's all up in the air if he needs surgery you're or not. not let's, it's, it is it's the, the demon, demon in you, me. and you're obviously sick in the head. But let's be clear. You're more so happy that it's not happening to your team than that Carson got hurt. You wanted to see Carson play terrible, nonetheless, but but fully healthy. Get your get your pick. Right. But it's just now that it happened that it's not in Philly. Like it's like I saw that bottom line this morning and I was just smiled and giggled to myself and was just like Exactly. Instead, right now the Eagles are dealing with reports coming out that Jalen Hurts still is not the convincing QB one. That's all I saw. I I what, saw what that. I saw, there was a report that came. You went on. Oh, you you woke up <laughs> and instead of Twitter, you went on the onion. That's all I saw. This morning, stock down number one. Doing the right thing is so damn lame. So lame. Also, speaking of free agency, a, a bonus stock down to myself. All I wanted was that blue check on Twitter for free agency. That's all I wanted. Abe was to be able to tweet sources come sources. Sources, Knicks, Sixers are trading Ben Simmons. I legitimately you, think that you still can. You sent me a tweet. You sent me a tweet yesterday that said the the Sixers are shopping Tobias Harris. The Houston Rockets are interested, which is just bullshit. What the fuck could the Rockets have that we want for Tobias Harris? But when you clicked on that guy, he had fifty six hundred followers. You have twenty five thousand. But the blue, think but, but the blue check something. gets sent around in group chats. I legitimately think that you could tweet something. People could click your profile. Maybe not because your pic- profile picture is a picture of a LeBron NBA top shot. And not like Should I do that business. today? If you made a business professional headshot, if you did a headshot as your thing and tweeted something out, I oh, guarantee you would end up in fun. some group chats. I'm I'm trying like to think gotta, like what players, and it can't be and it can't be it can't be Knicks related, because people look at your timeline and be like, oh, he's an. And we got to think about guys we had on the pod, like, like maybe a Spurs, like maybe sor- Spurs, and just tag D White and be like, like sources sources tell me Kawhi Leonard has interest in, in rejoining the the San Antonio <laughs> Spurs or something. I'm telling you, man. I think if you. All you have to do is make a professional headshot for your profile okay. picture. I'll work on that this afternoon. Anyways, doing the right thing, stock down. You watch college basketball. You watch mock drafts. You watch the tape. And you fall in love with these kids. You love the college stars. You love Busy Bones Highland. You love taking the picks. And Leon Rose, 
on Shabbat is just chilling, trading all his picks away for more assets. Look, I know the Knicks are doing the the right thing. I'm wait, saying wait, you're mad it's about lame. this? Lame. I wanted to take Busy. I uh, wanted to take other guys, guys who went to Duke, Kentucky, UNC. I don't want more assets, more second rounders. With that being said, the Knicks did win another draft. It's just, just say, you know, it's boring. Like, you know, like, yeah, it makes no sense for us to get busy bones, but like, give me busy bones. You know what I mean? I feel you. My first stock down is Buddy Heald. My man had his bag packed to head down south in a car and go join LeBron and AD and finally be removed from Sacramento. And that was just turned on can its I, head. Can it I ask you something? Sorry to interrupt. Like Buddy Heald to the. How do you so, know that Sacramento was north of L.A.? Like, what happened? What series of events led you to look at a map? Because you don't know that off the cuff. Like, you saw something. Right hand to God, I do. Because I am so – I we've gone over this before. You can give me a, a speed test right now if you want. I know every U.S. capital of every state. And I know wow. where Sacramento is on a map. Okay. Because right. it's the capital of California. Nebraska. Give me a few states. Go ahead. Missouri. Lincoln. Oklahoma. Jefferson City. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma City. It, Illinois. Yeah, it is. It is. You can you can fact check me. No. Oh. <laughs> Springfield. 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 Speaking of it's, Chicago, it's stock down number two goes to the Cubs. I was at the last game that they were all there pretty much. And then they trade Baez, Brian, and Rizzo, and all three homer in their debuts for the former team. But they brought him a title, so you can only stock down them so much. Mm-mm. So they were, they were also my second stock down were the Chicago Cubs because how long did it take for the Chicago Cubs to get over? Like 109 years or something? A while. <laughs> something stupid. And all they got one title out of it, and that'll – help Cubs fans for the rest of eternity, except I actually beg to differ. I think the Cubs fans are kind of like where the Eagles are right now. We're like, after all the shit that went down after we won the Super Bowl. No, I don't even think it was bro, worth it. A like, hundred, it's, it's, bro. <laughs> yeah. I Jack, know. The, I the know. Eagles never won one ever, ever. So it's like, it's almost like Javi Baez, Chris Bryan and Anthony Rizzo. Like they just got, let's say that, they broke up with the Cubs, even though they didn't. The Cubs technically broke up with them. And now the Cubs are just watching them just hook up with the sexiest girls on planet Earth. And just, it's like almost like the Cubs are A Rod and all mm. of them are J Lo and Ben Affleck. Now, it would help if Cubs fans were all billionaires that own part of an NBA franchise, but they don't. They just really have Wrigleyville. And They're good, dogs. and Speaking I learned that in dogs. Chicago, you are not allowed to put ketchup on a hot dog. It is strictly mustard. Well, I will be a, I will be a criminal if I go to Chicago because ketchup. And We're gonna take a quick break. The After the break, USA are just Abe, you're gonna hop on soon. MLB trades Evander Kane, and the NFL is back on Thursday. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right, fam, we are back. The U.S. of A. 
lost in, to Canada in the, in the Olympics. You are correct. Last night, the men's, the women's team, team just daddied Mexico for the second consecutive team. Abe, let me daddied. Let me put this in daddied? perspective for you. Daddied. I mean, what? Daddied. <laughs> a one nothing, a no one nothing victory in daddied. the 111th minute. Let me put daddied? this in perspective for you. They win the the Nations Cup, the first inaugural, with all our studs playing. We get a PK. We score. We save a PK. It's craziness. Then the Gold Cup. So because the it, it's for Concacaf, what the fuck which is, is North the Gold America. Cup? U.S., Canada, so Martinique, there were three teams you know, in the all those good squads. Yeah, Trinidad, Tobago, Jamaica. Who? You know the, the the powerhouses of the world. Anyways. For some, for Mar- some Martinique, reason, Martinique is a place. the Gold Cup doesn't do it at the same time as Copa and the Euros. So all those players who are now playing in Europe, Pulisic, Reyna, etc., they're in training camp. So they couldn't play. The U.S. literally sends their C-plus team, B-minus team to the Gold Cup. Mexico, who has the majority of their players playing, not their full A team, but A-minus, B-plus team. It's like, we're going to get revenge. We're going to win the Gold Cup. The two end up meeting in the final. Mexico holds 65% possession throughout. And the... Ah, uh, ye old FIFA at halftime. You're down 2 nothing. But, dude, exactly. I've had the possession but the G for League USA's come in and win. Huge statement. I'm telling you, even if you don't want to take them on as your main team right now, you should you should do some research into maybe a Western Conference representation like you support the Lakers. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying, I'm saying the USA is deep. They're deep? No, stock, stock down major Christian stock. Pulisic, though. Like if they can do but like but this but this with this roster and I mean like you said they daddied Mexico. No, no. They fa- they like found one or thing? two starters, which is great, and then the rest of the team can piss off. MLB trades. Dodgers win the World Series. They have Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. Like what? That's kind of boring. I mean, now now they can roll out a rotation of Scherzer, Walker Bueller. We'll see what happens to Trevor Bauer and Urias, and don't even have to worry about Kershaw. Oh, you're back off. on the Kershaw thing um, after you, like one World Series MVP last year. What do you mean? I'm every blo- yeah, every, the MLB trade deadline was was really active actually, and and I think the and most, everyone the went to MLB big trade squads in MLB too. Bias some Mets. Some you guys didn't like, make any yeah, trades. I mean, who's going to be the buyers that want to get over the hump? Kyle Gibson came over from Texas, had a hell of an outing yesterday against the worst team in baseball to make us lose the series to them, but we won that game. Um, we, we traded you Gibson. back Freddie Galvis. I would have I liked us. Freddie Galvis came home. Yep. I would have liked to be in the talks with Chris Bryant, Craig Kimbrell. Uh, I didn't I didn't thought Byron Buxton would get moved from Minnesota. The Phillies are something along the lines of there's these crazy stats where since 2018, they're like a game under 500. This something with like Wheeler on the mound, they're five. Like they are the epitome of average, but just with so much talent. It's like if this team can put it all together, I, something can happen, but they haven't made the playoffs. <laughs> and they, and they paid Bryce Harper all that so. money. Who's been having a really good year relative to being having injuries, but. 
Uh, the MLB trade deadline came and went, and yeah, the most all-stars ever, and it's irrelevant. But it's cool because the Padres, Dodgers, and Giants were all big players at the trade deadline, and that's really the division that's coming down to the wire. It's just like like the Dodgers can bench Corey Seager and freaking Trey Turner and still wild. have the best lineup in baseball. It's wild. And, like, and you talked and you just mentioned stupid. maybe a bonus stock down. Padres, Tatis hurt. It seems like he's not going to be out for the season. He'll be able to come back. But they were the ones who were getting Scherzer. And if they got Scherzer and apparently – right. They had Scherzer for like a few minutes. Exactly. Scherzer and, and the Padres. If they got Scherzer and apparently Trey Turner is now just a throw-in, even though he's like – I saw the stats. I, didn't, I knew he's a beast because he's got 99 speed in MLB The Show. And I know like he's a really good player. He was like fifth in the NL MVP race. Like, mm-hmm. insane. Poor, yeah, Juan, Juan, poor Soto Juan Soto. The, yeah. Just, just chilling, chilling in the nation's in Wa- capital. Tough time in Washington Will, Will right Smith now. meme. They did get Kuz. Kuz Mania. Another tough time. Shout out to Vander Kane. So let's just give the people some context. Yeah. Let's give, tough let's time. give tough the time people for some Vegas. context. Vander Kane, hockey player. I wish Eaglesim was here, honestly. His wife starts posting on IG stories about how he's an absentee father and how he's not around and he can travel Europe, but apparently he's broke, but apparently he's not. And then the final post is about how Evander Kane is insider trading, betting on his own hockey games. Cap of the week or you're buying in? On? Oh, that story is just awesome. So, of course, I'm buying in no matter how true it is or not. But let me get this straight. Was he betting on his team or against his team? Because I actually think that betting on your team should be legal. It's just doubling down and betting on yourself. Like if you're a pitcher and you know you're going in game five of the World Series and you're feeling good, sure, you can throw you can throw Dodgers money line if you want, if you're Walker Bueller. But betting against the team is kind of where you lose me and where the whole morals come in. But I see I, no problem I... if he's betting on his team. If anything, if anything, yeah. his teammates should, they should be, be like, throwing money in a pool and parlaying the over and, and, and the Knights or something. Oh, unless. Mm. What? But like isn't he a defender? Which? I. Yeah, I don't know. If he's a defender, though, he betting on the unders kind off. of. That works. Goal. Yeah. Goalie. Yeah. I would love to get so a Vander Kane tell all on the podcast. We have to judge it by. you change your headshot to a professional we'll headshot happens. and send him a dm maybe you <laughs> maybe you include a little canadian flag in it probably. Is he canadian uh probably nfl probably. is back on thursday hall of fame game which means that we got to draft some fantasy teams when are your fantasy drafts with your friends you guys wait to after training yeah, camp. always always after training camp like why would you like like what if you did a draft last week and you were just so happened to have 55 beers before and you drive Carson Wentz. You have the like, upside of screwed. having Jacob Beeson or Sam Mallinger. Um, are you hyped for the NFL Mallinger, to be back? Yeah. Very excited. Very, very excited for the Eagles. Okay. Officially. August 2nd, some, things are going things haywire. I did see uh, Devontae's passing or receiving yards prop 750 Fire. with 17 Fire. games. 
think the over makes a lot of sense there. I'm trying to convince underdogs to do like Jaylen season long props. Like I think those would be the most fun. You just fight like once unders, um, yeah, games, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Games. But we'll see. We're definitely gonna do some underdog drafts in the next couple of weeks. We also gotta do a fam pod before the season starts. We have to do a fam pod so we can get the fam back on Zoom with us. That was fun. that's how we found the Eagleson. Wow. What if we find Eagleson's replacement? What if they come? He he asks he asks a good question. He's like, I promise you, I won't go fishing with my family. I promise you, I can get an A in credit card class. Like, after all, Jack, podcasting just it like the NFL, just like the NBA, it's a business. And sometimes, sometimes you have to learn how how brutal the business is. And Eagleson, <laughs> if they fall, they fall. Unbelievable. Any final thoughts? I watched Lasso last night. Wait, so how far? Show. How far in? I'm a, I'm okay. I'm like season so almost season, season one, one episode seven. Just the just Jamie, Jamie Tart Tart off to Manchester. Do, 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 do. Did you see the uh, the Reds player who's doing the Jamie no. Tart celebration? Is it Castellanos? I am May or something. Yeah, and I think it might be Castellanos. And the Red and at first people thought it was a coincidence, and then the Reds tweeted something out like a Ted Lasso reference. But fam. If you haven't watched Ted Lasso on Apple TV, Jack and others convinced me and, to watch you, it. Just a classic. All right, so you're you're Puts obviously British your and you love England, but you don't know anything about soccer. Cheers. Don't you need to like not like what it has nothing soccer? to do with soccer. Anything? Yeah. yeah. So no, watch Ted Lasso watch on Apple TV. No, this no. is not an ad. This is just like how good. It's not. It could be. But it could, it could be. be. If you DM God, Jason, if you DM Jason Sudeikis, right. snapback fam. Good luck tonight in free agency, free agency to baby. the Knicks. I hope that the Sixers can acquire someone better than Norman Powell for Ben Simmons in a sign and trade. Snapback fam, much love, peace.